following podcast is a Dynasty Kingdom production. Yo, 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 what's going down, everybody? Welcome back to another episode on Sundays with Mike and Diana. We are so glad that you guys are back with us, man. We are excited for what God's doing. But before we get started, let's go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd like to just thank you right now for dwelling in this place. We thank you right now for your presence being felt through the airways, Father God. We thank you right now for just being Lord over all of our lives. We surrender all control to you right now, Father God. Just give you all honor, glory, and praise. We thank you right now, Father God, for just allowing us to be here today and have breath and life in our body, Father God. We just thank you right now for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I feel like I always ask you what's going on, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I'll just start out checking in today. Okay, go for it. All right. Well, if you can't tell, I'm ready, right? Yes, I'm ready I to can go. Tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling good. Energy's up. Honestly, I'm, my baseline is a four. Let's go ahead and throw that thing all the way up to five. <laughs> you know. The work hits different when you're obedient, man, and you can just outweigh what the flesh is telling you to do and what the flesh wants you to do and really operating out of the spirit where God wants you to operate out of. So for me personally, there's nothing really special that happened today. I really just woke up. We got in our word. We intentionally made time for him. Right. And then. Put our hands up to the rest of the day. Whatever he had for us today, or for me personally, I just allotted him to do that through me. And, you know, I just thank God for always listening and being so patient with us and just acknowledging me, you know, in all of his ways. So I just thank him so much today, man, for just allowing me to be here and have breath in my body. That is something that I did not have to have today. So I'm so grateful for that because I know it's a gift from God. And, uh, you know, get to shoot a podcast with my wife. You know, we got the thing set up in the room, you know, nothing bougie, nothing <laughs> too drawn out, nothing scripted. You know, we're just doing what God told us to do and nothing more and nothing less. Mm-hmm. So I'm just proud of us and, you know, how consistent we're being and what he's given us to do. And uh, I encourage you guys to also do the same. If God is telling you to do something, man, just step up to the plate because it's not you that has to do it, but it's him that does it through you. But we have to allow him to do that. So with that, I'm a five. Mm, Nice. I'm happy you're a five. Yeah. (laughs) So my base is a two point. No, it's a two. It's normally a two. It's a two, yeah. It's a two. Because I'm going to say it's a 2.5, but it's not. It's a two. I am feeling a 2.5. 2.5, all right. <laughs> yes. I am on the other end of that spectrum where I'm, you know, doing the things that God is calling me to do, being obedient, not missing a beat, 
but I would be lying if I said that I wasn't tired and I don't feel the weight of that. Mm. But there's also the opposite of that. Like, the opposite of that is also true. I also feel the beauty of that. When I rest my eyes and I and I go to lay down at the end of the night, I've done good work. Like, I'm okay with the part of me that was able to honor him and honor myself in that way. I am just learning to speak less and listen more about what he's doing in this season because I have sometimes I, I struggle to trust and believe and have faith and I know that that's true but you know we always have or not we I should say I have that subconscious thought of doubt or guilt or blame or fatigue and mm. it's just like a choice like which voice I'm going to listen to and which one is true because it's not that we do this walk without any conflict or challenges or barriers or limitation. Mm -hmm. It's in spite of those things and still praising God and confusing the enemy at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. I am tired. Praising God and confusing the enemy. Huh? Yes, good. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying because I am tired. Um, we're coming to you live on a Tuesday in the middle of a work day. And for me, that means just um, holding space um, for just a lot of my clients and their emotions and reflections. And so I do a lot of listening actively and a lot of talking actively and a lot of just sitting with my own discomfort actively. And so I think I told you yesterday, I almost felt off balance, like we were sitting at dinner, but I felt kind of like my head was in the clouds. Not that I didn't feel present, but it's just like I could tell like my spirit is being refined in a way where I almost, I'm kind of like floating and allowing God to use me. And so flesh isn't present in that. So it felt very like, ooh, I feel kind of lightheaded. But mm. I know that it's God because I'm also still taking very, very, very good care of myself throughout these changes but um yeah so i am at a 2.5 and just hope to keep increasing as the week progresses so We're, yeah thanks that's for wonderful me of course and i admire the transparency of admitting there's conflict in what he's called you to you know because i think a lot of us think that we're supposed to feel happy-go-lucky along this walk and it's like everything just fades away when you accept jesus into your life but it can be more far from the truth mm -hmm. now you're targeted by the enemy because he doesn't want you pursuing what god mm -hmm. has for you to do mm -hmm. so that conflict is just almost a reassurance that you're moving the right way so i just yeah. advise you to embrace conflict not that conflict that we bring on ourselves but what we get out of doing what he's called us to yeah. because all it does is elevate us in where he's taking us so a little bit of conflict is cool yeah. you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with it thanks for confirming that for me because i think that's the second time today i've heard it it's like fear doesn't have to always be a negative um emotion in our life like that can be a literal sign that you're going the right way because with fear comes faith so it's like i'm gonna just keep going this way the way that you told me to keep going because i have felt like that like the enemy is coming to try to confuse what i know to be true and right in my life 
um, because he can't come after anything else. All that's left is like my mental, and right. and he knows how hard I'm trying to just keep my eyes on God. So, Amen. yeah, thanks for confirming that. All right, well, let's high five for walking <laughs> on purpose. Let the yes. enemy hear that uh, through the wire. Man. All right, well, today we're going to be reading Jacob meets Esau. And we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 30, verses 25 through 29, and Genesis all of chapter 33. All right, now coming out of the children's Bible, Jacob had lived with Laban and his family for 20 years. He had worked for Laban 14 years for free to marry Rachel. Then he had begun to build his own flocks and herds of animals. God had blessed him abundantly during these years. Jacob was now a rich man, but he was also an unhappy man. Laban and his sons were jealous of him. They thought Jacob was too rich, so the family became an unhappy family. One day, Jacob talked with Rachel and Leah. We must leave here, he said. God wants me to go home. Mm. Rachel and Leah agreed, so they set out together for Jacob's homeland. Along the way, Jacob sent messengers to Esau, who lived in Edom. I'm coming home, the messenger from Jacob said. I hope you will be friendly. The messengers returned. Esau is coming with 400 men, they said. Jacob and his family were worried now. What if Esau still wanted to kill Jacob? What if Esau had not forgiven Jacob for taking Esau's birthright and blessing? But Esau did not want to kill Jacob. When he and Jacob met, the two brothers hugged and kissed each other. At last, the family could live in peace again. Esau went back to Edom. Jacob went slowly and happily back toward home. Jacob's wealth increases. Soon after Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, please release me so I can go home to my own country. Jacob and Esau make peace. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. He put the servant wives and their children at the front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then Jacob went on ahead. As he approached his brother, he bowed to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they both wept. Then Esau looked at the women and children and asked, who are these people with you? These are the children God has graciously given to me, your servant, Jacob replied. Then the servant wives came forward with their children and bowed before him. Next came Leah with her children and they bowed before him. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed before him. And what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came, Esau asked. Jacob replied, they are a gift, my lord, to ensure your friendship. My brother, I have plenty, Esau answered. Keep what you have for yourself. But Jacob insisted, No, if I have found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. And what a relief to see your friendly smile. It is like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have brought you, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough, and because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Well, Esau said, Let's be going. I will lead the way. But Jacob replied, 
You can see, my Lord, that some of the children are very young, and the flocks and herds have their young too. If they are driven too hard, even for one day, all the animals could die. Please, my Lord, go ahead of your servant. We will follow slowly at a pace that is comfortable for the livestock and the children. I will meet you at Seir. All right, Esau said, but at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you. Jacob responded, that's not necessary. It's enough that you've received me warmly, my Lord. So Esau turned around and started back to Seir the same day. Jacob, on the other hand, traveled on to Sakoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was named Sakoth, which means shelters. Later, having traveled all the way from Padam Aram, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There he set up camp outside the town. Jacob bought the plot of land where he camped for the, from the family of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. And there he built an altar and named it El Elohi Israel, which means God fights. Remember, why was Jacob worried? Jacob was worried because two decades had gone by since he had stolen his brother's birthright and he was just still very worried that there's bad blood between them. They hadn't spoken since. What did Jacob and Esau do when they met? They embraced each other and they wept. And they kissed. And they kissed, yeah. Did Esau try to get even with Jacob? No, he didn't. If you were Jacob, what would you say to Esau? I, th I think I would have said everything that he said, maybe even, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for all of the pain that I caused and the ruptures and just like hurting you and stealing something that belonged to you. Hmm. If you were Esau, what would you like to say to Jacob? I forgive you and I love you. And I'm glad that we serve a God that makes up for lost time. Okay, discover. When someone hurts us, we can either try to get even or forgive. What might have happened if Esau had not forgiven Jacob? More hurt, more bludgeoning, more death, more pain. You know, Jacob was traveling with more of his family and his children, so I feel like it could have just caused more dysfunction in their family had they not just forgiven. Right. Why is it better to forgive then get even because i think getting even in the moment is really it suffices the flesh like it just it feels good but in the long term nothing is you don't gain anything from that like there's no peace there's no justice in that there's no reparation in that right. it's just fueled anger and grief and maybe a little bit of hatred and pain so it's like choosing to suffer versus choosing like peace right it's always better to forgive because when you lack forgiveness in your heart you not only hold yourself in confinement but you also hold the person that caused the conflict that made you not want to forgive so for me personally, I'd say that it's always better to forgive, even how hard it is. There's uh, people that I even struggle with in my own that I have trouble forgiving, and it's not an easy thing to do at all. When you are the person that has 
had the hurt done to them, it almost makes you feel like when you forgive that person that you're giving them more of what they've already taken. But the reality of it is, is that you set yourself free and not only you, but you do for them as well. Apply, which would God rather have us do? Forgive or get even? Forgive. Why? I think it hurts him to see us hurting. He wants us to make the right choices in forgiving those that have hurt and trespassed him the same way that he does us when we hurt and trespass. It just reminds me of like pain and suffering, like one you know everyone experiences pain but like that suffering that poison that thing that you like pick up and you hold in your heart every single day that you die behind holding a grudge or resentment i don't think god wants that for any of us i think he wants all of us to understand that we're human and we're flawed and we're going to make mistakes and everyone deserves forgiveness like another right. chance I'm struggling to answer that, I think, because I'm grappling with forgiveness because there are really, there are, I mean, we know, right, there are offenses that feel so unforgivable. There, there are things that we can't speak out of our mouth that have happened to us uh, or against us or that just seem so inhumane. Like, how can we forgive that? It's almost like permitting or allowing or saying that it's okay and I think that's where we get it confused because forgiveness does not mean that we forget what has happened. Mm -hmm. We don't allow what has happened, but we just don't. I just won't allow it to sit up and take up space in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I want my heart and my life to be filled with love, not with any animosity, hate, resentment, contradiction or anything like that. And I know God is still working that out in me because mm. I there are like I would be lying if I said that I'm like yes I fully forgive anyone and everyone that has hurt or or done me wrong like that's a lie right. but I know that he know that he knows that he's working on my heart and um, I think that's forgiveness like that's I'm open God to know that I'm no better than the next man and i know that you don't want me to hurt in this way so i'm going to give it my best to relinquish control and surrender to what it is that you have me to surrender to and i trust that like forgiving that person is the right thing to do in my life it doesn't hold me hostage in that way anymore and just to piggyback off of what you said i truly feel god it hurts him to know that we lack forgiveness in our heart because he knows what imprisonment that puts us in mm -hmm. so jacob for example is living distant from his family for years he ends up formulating his own family by the grace of god and because of the thought of the lack of forgiveness that he had that his brother had for him back home held him in a place of imprisonment mm, wow. he was literally imprisoned by the thought of the lack of forgiveness that his brother had for him on the other end it's important to know that the same forgiveness that we are lacking to give to that other person is the same forgiveness that god gives us daily okay sin is sin it doesn't matter what you're doing out here you fall short of the glory of god each and every day you're a sinner it's just on you right so if god can jump on a cross 
as Jesus die for your sins and forgive you for sins that you haven't committed yet, who are you not to forgive those that have come against you? And who's to say that God didn't send those people to come against you? God has a permissive will. He has a will that you have no control over. He has things aligned to dictate how your life goes and he allots it good or bad it's not for us to determine what is good or what is bad but at the end of the day god orchestrated your life he put that person in your life he put that person in your path he put that person in your destiny because you wouldn't be who you are today without that and as hard as that is to swallow it's the truth and it's hard for me to swallow because I have a very, very strong lack of forgiveness for my father because I had a very traumatic childhood. And a lot of the times I like to say, hey, yeah, I forgive, you know, and it's all good. But at the end of the day, I know in my heart of hearts that I lack forgiveness for that man. And it's a complicated situation because it's like, I extend forgiveness to this person that's hurt me, but I don't really get anything returned seemingly, but on the inside, something happens inside of you when you have true forgiveness for somebody because I've experienced what it's like to fully forgive somebody. I just don't ha I just ha I just don't have it for everybody yet. Mm. So, my prayer for myself and for anybody listening through the wire today is ask yourself who have I not forgiven. And I want you to be as bold as confessing the names of those people to God in a earnest prayer and just earnestly ask God to help you forgive who they were or what they did to you in that season of your life. Ask God to give you understanding of why. Show you purpose in it and use it to propel you to the next level because that lack of forgiveness is holding you at a stage that you are no longer to be at. That person didn't take anything from you. They gave something to you. That hurt, that hardship, whatever it was that transpired in that incident that caused you to lack forgiveness for that person. It's hard for me to admit that my traumatic childhood happened on purpose. You can't just take what's good with God. You got to take what you don't agree with and you don't understand all the time as well. But I tell you one thing, God does not want you having that lack of forgiveness in your heart. He doesn't want you holding yourself in prison by something that he allotted. For me, my takeaway was really sparked by what you said about, it just like clicked for me, it was so good, because you said, you know, Jacob was in prison behind not having forgiveness really for himself in a way. Mm. And the fear that he imagined still waited him if he went back home right of like am i forgiven right like i committed this sin and when you said that i was like wow that is so clear cut to me just in my own life or even maybe your life if you kind of look at the story spiritually and emotionally he was in prison but not even that way like physically he was in prison because the first scripture it says please release me so i can go home to my own country mm. Like, you were in bondage and you had to ask permission. You were somewhere you should have never had to be. And now you need to ask permission to release yourself, to return back to origin, mm. to come home to yourself. Because mm. I should have never left. Mm. I should have just remained in my place. That's good. Right? And then you would have never had to flee. So 
it's just it's amazing because we see how we can step outside the will of God now things have happened that we have to ask forgiveness for because we're human and we're flawed and then Esau to me in this reading is just such a beautiful example of God right when we come to God and we've sinned or we've done something so bad or we're hiding and we don't want him to see what we've done we don't tend to be in relationship with God so for me, Jacob coming home isn't like physically returning to his birthplace, right? His land. It's like coming back into the will of God, right? Because where have you been all this time? Mm. For 20 years, where have you been, right? Yeah. I, I didn't have that place set up for you there. So I kind of think of that and the way Esau is like God in that way. Like he, he didn't hold it against him. There's no mention of what needed to be forgiven here. It was mm -hmm. almost like, oh, I, I've missed you. I'm weeping because I'm so happy to see you. And Jacob professed out of his own mouth, like, no, there's nothing more you need to do for me. Just seeing you and, and seeing your smile and your friendly face is like seeing the face of God. So he felt God's love in that. And then Esau goes, to far, goes as far as to say, at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you on your journey home. Is that not God? Like, for one, I will embrace you. I will weep because God weeps. Like, he's sad when we're sad, right? Like, when we have unforgiveness in our heart, like, it hurts him in that way. So he embraced him. He forgave him. He made a way for him, and he offered his love and protection. So it's just a beautiful example of, like, what we think how we should do things or how we should come back into the fold or how to forgive is not even that complicated. It's just professing that, like, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I'm asking for your help to soften my heart in this area, reveal to me where I still have strongholds and I'm having trouble forgiving. Um, and I think he would be so open and welcoming of just guiding you home. Mm seeing both sides so clearly it's like i can see a reflection of myself in both. on both sides right. and it makes me want to forgive because it's like oh i get it mm. right like when you understand both sides and most of us don't ever get like a healthy goodbye modeled or like those healthy closures you can feel like but they did me wrong like i don't want to forgive <laughs> right so i'm just right. so happy that i'm I'm in a place where the volume is turned up and my ear is tuned in to receive it. So, thank you, God. That was for me today. All right. <laughs> All right we well, if nothing out? else, go ahead and send us out in prayer. <sighs> okay. All minds clear. Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful to be in your presence right now, God. We are so thankful for every listening ear, for every listener and every family that is attached to them, Father God. We just thank you right now that you are dwelling, that you are stirring up their spirit, Father God, that you are visiting them in their quiet hour, that they are petitioning to you, that they are speaking and vocalizing to you the ways in which, the depths in which they have been hurt, Father God, in which pain has made a home in their heart, Father God, in which they have fleed, in which they have stepped away, in which they have protected, in which they have fought against, Father God, all of those things that cause turmoil in their life, Father God, that have a stronghold, God, thank you right now that you're revealing to them that there's an easier, softer way, Father God, that you're just sitting there waiting with open arms, 
wanting them to cast their burdens onto you, Father God, wanting them to profess that I have been hurt, but I am ready to forgive, Father God. I thank you right now, Father God, for the release and the Holy Spirit and all of that beautiful energy moving in and through their lives because they are ready to surrender to your will, Father God. They won't forget what has happened, but they will definitely alchemize that pain into purpose, Father God. And I, I thank you right now that you're going to help them with that because we know how difficult it can be to forgive. And not just other people, but we want you to move in such a way in their lives that they begin to turn that forgiveness inward toward themselves, Father God. Maybe the person they need to forgive most is themselves. So I just pray that you do a beautiful work in their life, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Me. Thank you for tuning in to Sundays with Mike and Diana. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. If you're in the Las Vegas area, join us for our in-person Bible study every third Saturday of the month at 10 a.m. And don't forget to connect with us at underscore Sundays podcast. Thanks for listening. See you for Bible study next week. Light work. Light work.